Merry Christmas again, everyone. My name's Pastor Jeff, and I'm here to deliver a, a brief devotion tonight, and we're going to base it on Luke chapter 2. This is a very familiar account. Uh, if you've watched Charlie Brown Christmas, you've heard these words. So let's dive right in. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know, sometimes there's an old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. And this is one of the most familiar sections in the Bible, and I'm not suggesting that you have contempt for it, but at the same time, I know how it is, for example, if I'm driving a familiar route, maybe you've discovered this, you're driving home from work or to work from home or even maybe to church, and all of a sudden, you're at a stoplight and you think to yourself, how did I get here already? It's almost as if you're on autopilot, right? And we can get on autopilot also with God's Word. And I'm going to challenge you tonight in this, in this short sermonette, I want to challenge you not to check out, even though you are familiar with these words, because what we're looking for tonight, what I believe the Holy Spirit is looking for tonight, is a great reset in our hearts, a reset that will take us back to the Lord Jesus' very message was always a message of repentance, which means to turn around and return to the Lord. You know, D.L. Moody, you've maybe heard of him. He's the fellow who was an evangelist in the 18th century, said, the Bible is not given for our information, but for our transformation. Meaning, the Bible is meant to change things for us and make a huge difference in this life, but also for eternal life. And as we hear these familiar words, I want tonight for the words of O Holy Night to come true for your hearts tonight too. 
let's put up those, some of those words from O Holy Night. O Holy Night, stars are brightly shining. It's the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and air pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. I pray tonight that these very familiar words of the, of the shepherd, um, the shepherds being encountered by the angel and hearing this announcement of the birth of the Savior, that in your soul, you will feel the value and the worth of this announcement. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Can you picture the scene? Shepherds out in the field, and all of a sudden, there's an angel. Maybe just to help you, we'll put a picture up. I'm not sure if this is exactly what it looked like. But here were these guys just about their business, doing what they did every day and every night. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but, but shepherds were not highly regarded in Jesus' time. In fact, did you know that a shepherd, by profession, could not testify in a court of law because they were deemed unworthy? Did you know that often these shepherds, they weren't highly regarded also because they rarely made it to the temple for worship, even though ironically, the very sheep that they were raising, do you know where most of them were going? to the temple for the sacrifices. And so out of care to make sure the sacrifices were as perfect as possible in a fallen world, they stayed with the sheep and protected them. And all of a sudden, an angel appears to them. Not to the Sanhedrin, not to the priests in the temple, not to King Herod, God sends his angel, his messenger, to these poor, unworthy shepherds carrying out their day-to-day -day business in the fields and announces to them the most pre pre precious message you could imagine. Today, in the city of David, is born to you a Savior. He is the Messiah, the Lord. We don't have a lot of time tonight, but I want to focus on three little words. I want to focus on three words from just this one verse. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. And who is he? He is on the one hand the Messiah and on the other hand the Lord. So first of all, Jesus is our Savior. Do you know what it, that word actually means in the original language of the Bible, which is Greek? Let me put it up for you. A Savior, this word means someone who makes you safe or sound. One who delivers you from a direct threat. One who wants to bring you safe and sound out of a difficult situation. Now those are very broad words. But this Savior that is being announced by the angel to the shepherds and one day now as we celebrate to us, 
this Savior, this Savior came to make you safe and sound, to deliver you from the direct threat of your sins and the punishment that God says will follow. The Bible tells us, the Apostle Paul says, the wages of our sins is death. This Savior, the Son of God, true God and true man, He comes to carry our sins for us so that we don't have to bear either our sins or the punishment of our sins. He is our Savior. Now, sometimes we might think, oh my goodness, does anyone even believe this anymore? Does anyone at Christmas time think it's about Jesus anymore? Instead of maybe lights or presence for one another. But that's the invitation to be transformed by tonight's message, to do a Jesus reset. I, I did a little research because I was curious, like, who still is teaching that Jesus is our Savior? Well, I found a couple of pretty well-known pastors, and, and I found their words just so encouraging. As we head into Christmas, the one thing God wants from you for Christmas is your sin. You need Jesus. We all need Jesus. We live in this broken world where people are in denial. They're angry. They're fearful. They're self-medicating. They're self-destructing because they can't get their soul clean. But he can. Jesus can. And he would love to do that for you. All you've got to do, friend, is do this. Recognize that you are a sinner, that sin makes us unclean, that Jesus is our Savior, and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Wow, what a beautiful message of what Christmas is all about. We may want, because we feel like life around us is difficult and hard to to self-medicate, we may be led into self-destructive paths, but, but Pastor Driscoll says, there's a better way. There's Jesus. Here's another one. Jesus is not an idea. He is a person, a person who invites weary, burdened, broken, guilty, failing people to find love and forgiveness and grace and mercy and rest. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He loves you, not because you are good, but because he is. That's the Jesus reset we're talking about. That Jesus came as our Savior to keep us safe and sound from the results of our sin. Secondly, Jesus, the angel announces to the shepherds, is the Messiah. It's actually the word that's used here is actually the word that we often use as Jesus' last name. When it says Jesus is the Messiah, in the original it says Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one. Now, a few weeks ago, we looked at Matthew 1, 21 and 22, and I want to point back to that. This is the announcement to, G, uh, to Joseph. She will give birth to a son, meaning Mary, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. 
But look at verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. You know why that's so important? Because it's telling us that he is exactly God's plan for us. That going all the way back to the book of Genesis, when people, Adam and Eve, fell into sin, God made a plan for us, and he planned to send us this Messiah, the chosen one. And so, as you celebrate Christmas, don't just look at it as one day. This is the culmination of thousands of years of God's plan to choose his very own son to come for you. He is the light of the world, which we're going to hear sung so beautifully in just a moment. But let me, let me point out to you some of the words. When you hear them sing this, I want you to pay particular attention to these words. Light of the world, crown in a manger. In other words, he's a king. Born for the cross, in other words, he's the Lamb of God meant for sacrifice. To suffer, to save. High King of heaven, death is the poorer. We are the richer by the price that he paid. The crown and the cross were long indicators of who the Messiah would be. He would rule as a king, but he would be the perfect Lamb of God fit for the sacrifice. And that comes to the final point. Jesus is the Lord. The verse says he is the Messiah, the Lord. And Lord, that means owner, master, ruler. Here's where I'm going to especially challenge you for transformation, not just information, for life change. And I want you to ask yourself honestly tonight as we worship, is the Lord the master and the owner of my heart? Is the Lord who, whether we believe it or not, is the master and owner of this entire universe, of heaven itself, does he also rule in your own heart and mind? Do you want him to take your life and control it? I'm going to say that you do. And I want to tell you a very brief story about a girl named Rachel who over 20 years ago was in a horrible, horrible accident in her classic VW Beetle. I happened to be her high school teacher. She got hit by a tractor on a two-lane road and it rolled, that little beetle rolled over and over and over again out into a, a farm field. They, they had to extract her from that vehicle. Old VW Beetles are not necessarily known for their safety measures. She was in a coma for weeks. And the doctors said to her parents, her mom and dad, please prepare for the worst we don't believe she's going to make it. And the longer she stays in this coma, the less her chances are that she's going to come out of this alive. Her mom and dad, Everett and Lori, they just prayed and they just said, Lord, you, you are the master. You set our time. We know that you love us. 
And we hand Rachel into your hands because you are our Lord too. You are the master and the Lord of our hearts. And so be the master and Lord of our daughter. One day I got a message. I was afraid. This is before text messaging and all that. And I, and I got a voicemail on my phone. Oh, man, it's just, I, to this day, such trepidation of listening to that voicemail because I was so afraid it was going to be a voicemail from Everett saying she's gone. But it wasn't. It was a message from Everett, her dad, saying she's come out of her coma. And the doctors are just astounded. They're, they're calling it literally a miracle. Now let me show you a picture. This is from Rachel's Facebook from about three or four weeks ago. This is Rachel today, 20 plus years later. And she still makes Jesus the Lord of her life by the power of the Holy Spirit. And is, as you can see, doing quite well. She even teaches our children's ministry at our sister church named Crosswalk in Phoenix. And she teaches my grandsons about God and his word. What a turn, because God is truly in control of our lives. That's the challenge for you. Will you tonight, as you worship, as Pastor Dustin said so well a few moments ago. For just a few moments of worship here, can I challenge you to have a Jesus reset? Say a little prayer and say to Jesus, Jesus, it's true. You are my Savior. You are my Messiah, God's chosen one for me to rescue me. And you, above all, are my Lord. That's what I hope will happen this Christmas, that that Bible verse, so familiar, will not just cross through your heart tonight as mere information, but will be a transforming truth for you. Tonight in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, your King. All right. Let's join in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Would you join me for a very short prayer? Father in heaven, we know our own human tendency to hear familiar things and then start to overlook them or take them from, for granted. But Lord, our prayer tonight 
is that you would give us, each and every person in this room, a Jesus reset. That you would encounter us with these beautiful words of Jesus being our Savior, Messiah, and Lord, and cause them to transform everything about us and make us people willing to serve and follow you all the rest of our lives into eternity. And we pray this in Jesus' name, the same Jesus who taught us to pray these words. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.